Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is June 20th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Um, If things sound a little weird today, there's multiple reasons as to why. First of all, I think we're about to have like a giant storm. And second, uh, we have been having the most insane heat advisories with like real feel 115 degrees so i have like every fan in the room in existence on right now so i'm in a room with an ac unit a fan and a, and a ceiling fan so two fans and all the doors closed i'm trying to trap in as much cool air as possible so that might get through on the mic and i apologize but you know it's a survival thing right now you know um our quote of the day is one swallow does not make a summer neither does one fine day similarly one day or brief time of happiness does not make a person entirely happy by aristotle and today's episode is brought to you by the swallows coincidence Uh, Let's get your day going with a little magic. What are we drinking today? We are drinking Owen's Garden Gate. This is a lemon lavender butterfly pea flower tea uh, mixed by hand by moi. I actually, I think each batch I do only makes like nine bags of tea, just barely nine. All right, so we are talking about lavender this week, and we talked a little bit about the lore of lavender, a little bit of the history, and today we're talking about its culinary uses, and this comes to us from HGTV.com, Culinary Lavender 101. So, we all love a lavender thing, right? Well, maybe not all of us, but I know I do. I like a lavender lemonade. I like a lavender latte. Um, It can be done poorly where it tastes like soap, but usually it's done pretty well. Um, A local distillery by me called Happy Raptor actually makes a a lavender peppercorn, like simple syrup. And I purchased some and I've been putting it in my coffee and it is wonderful. So lavender... um, Embracing culinary lavender isn't something that's new and trendy. It's a centuries-old practice tracing back to the Middle Ages. Most recipes call for lavender flowers, which you can use fresh, dried, or fresh frozen. Edible lavender parts also extend to tender leaves and stems. Uh, Yeah, it's neat. There's so much we can do with it. So you can add chopped flowers to butter and sugar. I've seen this. Um, Lavender sugar is really popular. And you can use it 
in baked goods like shortbreads, cookies, uh, cakes, things like that. You can make a lavender honey by adding four teaspoons of chopped lavender blossoms to one cup of warmed honey. Then add one tablespoon of lime or lemon juice and steep for an hour. And then reheat and strain to remove the blooms. Ooh. So let's say you just can't get fresh, um, uh, like rosemary for some sort of maybe dessert or something you're wor- like you're working on. You can substitute it with lavender. You just use twice as much lavender than the rosemary that's called for. So it'll give, obviously not the same flavor, but it's kind of in the same kind of family. So yeah, we love lavender. I know my favorite is in my coffee. I really enjoy a lavender latte. It's really hot, so lavender lemonade is also really popular. You could use lavender to make fairy milk. That's nice for the summer solstice that's coming up. So we have ideas. All right, witches. We are moving into headlines. This comes to us from TwoOceansVibe.com. Brits are turning to witchcraft to battle the cost of living. We share a money spell that you can try. Oh my gosh. We know we're nearing the apocalypse. When news sources are like, all right, shit's falling apart. Here's a spell. Oh, but I love it. So they say, according to British White Witch, ooh, I hate that, I hate that term. Um, according to British Witch Astrid Carvel, Brits are turning to cast spells to beat the cost of living crisis and boost their well-being. Apparently, when in financial trouble, the only thing that really works is black candles and burning goat hair. The self-professed uh, witch claims that if uh, that it is natural. For people to turn to cast spells when times of trouble are near. And this wacky Wiccan has now penned a book that introduces newbies to the world of uh, Gryffindor. They are being so snarky. (gasps) Oh my god. You guys know that whenever I come across an article like this, sometimes I don't read it on air. And I just get really weird about it and post it on the Patreon or the audio of me being weird about it. But I'm really tired. (laughs) So we're just going to go through this. But I am absolutely aghast by uh, how weird they're being about this in this article. But, you know. So helping Britain's Wicca themselves out of debt starts relatively simple and focuses on self-care such as the magic of burning a fragrant candle and standing in the wind. Astrid says magic is all around us and each of us can tap into it. Ooh, this is, uh, yeah, this is kind of rough. It's like the magic shared is just very, very like watered down. And then the editorializing around it is super condescending and snarky. Um, Well, it just shows you. I guess it doesn't matter how bad the housing crisis is. They're still going to make fun of witches. (laughs) If there's one constant in life. All right, witches. 
I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, June 20th. The waxing crescent moon continues to work on self-care and cancer today. Here, the moon trines Neptune and opposes Pluto. The opposition to Pluto is making us grapple with some difficult power dynamics in our lives today. With the trine to Neptune, we have a strong urge to just let it go and try again another day. While it's not always a bad thing to step away from something that you're struggling with, sometimes it's important to grapple with it for a while to learn the shape of what you're up against. Once you have a better view of the parameters, a strategic retreat can be very useful. If you don't have the will or drive to complete your mission today, it's okay to lay it down for the moment. Just be sure you know what you're dealing with before you hit pause. Your daily moon mantra is, it's also a victory to know when to retreat. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. In the Black Mountain region, Fullmouth is a town of women and children. When local mothers start dying, the town is panicked. At first, the citizens believe the deaths are suicides, yet 15-year-old Pearl is unconvinced. Pearl has known visions her whole life, has known the feeling of when the darkness shifts inside her and her power comes to the surface. But having recently moved to Fullmouth, the supernatural is suddenly magnified. She now finds herself able to commune with ghosts, she sees visions of how mothers will die. Relying on these powers, Pearl faces a daunting foe and the responsibility of saving the town. The only question is, will she be too late? Built on history, folk tradition, and witchcraft, The Swallows is a horror novel that explores a small town's connection to the spiritual world and the families that fill it. The Swallows by Kristen Clanton is available wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So we are talking about the summer solstice this week, Litha, Midsummer, whatever you want to call it. And we are talking about ideas for families. So this comes to us from homelifeandfamily.com. It is hard to believe the year is nearly half over. Summer is basically here. Well, at least weather-wise. Uh, where I live, but it won't be officially summer until June 21st, which is tomorrow. I love summer and I'm super excited to celebrate Litha this year with my husband and daughter, says the author. My son is also in town, but for him, it's just summer solstice. As a blended family, we only get seven or eight weeks of summer with our son He'll be 17 this year and entering a senior high school. And then they have a daughter who's five. So they're like really looking to make this summer memorable, you know. So here is the list of activities. This author came up for her uh, very age diverse family. She writes uh, sunrise, sunset, yoga. Oh my gosh, I wish. Do you ever wish you're like a type of person to do yoga? I wish that all the time. I think I've accepted by now it'll never be, but I wish I was. Next, brew sun tea, make a sundial, make shadow arts, 
make bird feeders out of orange peels. You can make energy bags with herbs and crystals. Make cupcakes and cake pops decorated like suns. Oh, that seems like a lot of fun for little kids. Gather wildflowers and make sun catchers. Create time capsule envelopes. Write down things that are going on, hopes, dreams, resolutions, etc., and put them in envelopes to open next litha. Then build a fire and roast marshmallows. You can cook out, grill, or do any sort of summery meal together. I know in my 20s, me and my witchy friends would um, have a, what did we call it? I think we just called it day drinking, but like basically that's oversimplifying. We would spend the whole day, we would put pillows and blankets all over the floor and we'd make summer wine and we would just lay about and we would drink our wine. We would go into the pool. It was really just about like really being very lazy uh, in the sun, you know, and it was a lot of fun. So obviously you don't have to do all of these things, but sometimes it's just nice to hope something kind of catches your attention. Uh, one thing they say is that, you know, like even if you can do none of these, because let's say you just don't have time, you're busy, like we're busy people. Uh, make like a just a litha themed dinner. So the one they share here is lemon garlic chicken linguine tossed with summer squash and cherry tomatoes with fresh basil. Honestly, it sounds absolutely wonderful. So something else I wanted to share, and this is uh, a little impromptu, but one of our listeners shared on the Facebook group that she was just kind of in a slump. You know, um, we get that's probably the most common write in we get. Right. I'm in a slump. What do I do? And my answer is probably always changing. Right. As it should. It would be annoying if I just gave the same base answer every single time that question is asked. But I like answering the question every time it's asked because uh, maybe I have new insight or my ideas are changing or something new has worked for me, right? So uh, something new has worked for me and I wanted to share. So I did write this on the Facebook group, but I wanted to share with all of you. Uh, I have been doing my practice for a very, very long time. And when you have been doing your personal practice for a long time, you get to a point where you have at least your stuff figured out, right? You know what works for you. You know the outfit to wear that best works for you, the oil to use that best works. You, you just, you know what is going to take you to where you need to go the quickest and easiest. Um, so, of course, over time, we kind of simmer down our methods, right? Uh, we figure out exactly what works and we utilize that and we're, we're very efficient with it. So one of our listeners, a different listener, one of our listeners uh, was in New Orleans last week and we did a little ritual together. And the way I do my practice personally, it's just not really something I can do with another person. Uh, because it takes hours and it's really cerebral. It's kind of all in my head. And that's just not really something you can 
do with another person if you haven't been doing it for maybe years, right? So I was looking on my shelf of all the amazing books that I um, am very lucky to have, and I picked up my friend Veronica's book. So Veronica Varlow wrote Bohemian Magic, and uh, I absolutely adore Veronica. She's probably one of my favorite people. Like the second we met, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be best friends. And uh, we are very different people. We're very, very opposite. And her magic and the way she does her magic is very different than me. So um, like I said before, I will spend hours just in silence doing a ritual in my own head. And that works for me. It's very efficient. I get what I need out of it. Uh, it has results because it's what is has worked for me over all these years. But Veronica is a little different. She is very physical. She's in the like she's very um, like her spells are very aesthetic and um, very actionable. And you're moving and you're touching. And it's just very, very, very different than me. So I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to do something so different than what I always do. I want to try something new. I want to uh, challenge myself. And so I picked up her book and I did one of her uh, spells. I still did kind of like a little bit of my go-to ritual, but I really, really embraced her style. And I'm going to tell you, it was absolutely wonderful I had a great time. It kind of brought back that newness of magic, that spark. Um, so that's my new suggestion. Um, I have probably answered this question 10 times in the past three or four years I've been doing this podcast. And I hope I've given 10 to 14 different answers. But my new answer is pinpoint what you do that you that like works for you pinpoint what you do and define what the opposite of that thing is okay so let's say let's say you're not into rituals find the most elaborate ritual in whatever book you have let's say you're not really moony find the most moony ritual so that's my advice is Define what the opposite of what you do is and do it. Try it. I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm not saying it has to work out for you. I'm just saying do something different and that might help with that slump. It might help with the spark. Okay, so that's my suggestion. Um, and I hope that gives you some ideas or just helps you just helps you challenge yourself to something different, you know, or think of that one thing you thought I would never be into this and just try it out, you know. Worst case, you just know how to do something different a little bit more, right? All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I'm sure the quality is not fantastic. It is very late. I am very tired. There's fans everywhere. Um, so thank you for bearing with me. But we are wrapping up this episode. I want to give a shout out to Nicole Lily. Nicole, you rule-breaking, scrumptious starfish. 
Nikki O'Hare, you starry-eyed, bombastic spinster. Pietra Simmons, you brilliant, esoteric starfish. And Portia Bishop, you scintillating, sweet fay queen. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. Um, we don't have a card pull today, um, but that's it. Don't forget we have the new Owens Garden Gate tea at sipaspell.com. Check it out, and that's it. Uh, don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we've referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com, and we will talk again tomorrow. Nope, Thursday. Okay. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, Take one more deep breath and have a great day.